Kukui Maoleola proudly presents Leo Kupa, a Ho'olono Mai, a thought-provoking podcast on perpetuating Hawaiian healing and wellness. Brought to you by Maoleola Wednesdays and hosted by Kamakanui Aha'ailono Jingao. Hello, my kako. Welcome to Leo Kupa from us at Hui Maoleola. The mission of Hui Maoleola is to perpetuate Hawaiian healing and wellness and to empower our people through healing. Once a month, we host Maoleola Wednesdays where we bring in guest speakers and renowned practitioners to share their mana'o and ike kupuna about our traditional Hawaiian healing and wellness practices. Maoleola Wednesdays are free to the public and held every fourth Wednesdays at Papahana Kuaola located on Oahu in the Ahupua'a of Heia in the Ili of Waipau. Papahanakua'ola is a Malama'aina-based learning organization that is connecting the area's past with a sustainable future. Follow them at papahanakua'ola.com. For more information about Mauliola Wednesdays, go to our website, huimauliola.org. This year's Mauliola Wednesdays series is centered around the restoration of mana and maintaining Pono. Our past two guests were Kapono Souza and his conversation on Ho'oma'ema'e and Lomi Lomi, and the Reverend Dr. Malcolm Na'ea Chan and the importance of Hule. This month, on Wednesday, June 22nd, our guest, Puni Jackson, will be sharing the importance of Aina for restoring mana and maintaining Pono. Puni Jackson was raised less than five miles from here at Ho'ulu Aina in Ku'unui, where her maternal grandparents were raised and where her family still resides. Today, she is an Aina activist, a La'o Lapa'o practitioner, a native birth advocate, an artist, a wife, and a mother of five. She lives here with her family in the back of Kalihi Valley in the Ili of Maluavai. It's here in this 100-acre property through a project called Ho'ulu Aina. Puni works to increase mana for the Lahui by building meaningful and transforming connections between people and Aina. Ho'ulu Aina creates welcoming opportunities for people of all cultures to engage in native forestry, community food production, and cultural perpetuation. Thank you, Puni. (laughs) For the past decade here in Kalihi, Puni has witnessed transformation and healing in both the land and the people. Aloha, Puni. Aloha. Mahalo, Puni, for being here with us today. Um, so, mahalo for all the keiki, too. You have a new addition here today. <laughs> we do. This is Makulu. He was just born. He's just a month old now. Um, but he was born here. 
oh. at the property in, in Malua Vai. Wonderful, um. wonderful. <laughs> Thank you for all your kikis being around too. I know, it's got some photo bombing and a little bit of adjusting color my school my baby with just my eyeballs. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. So I know you were raised in this area over here. Tell us a little bit about... Um, I grew up just um, about five miles, less than five miles from here in Pu'unui and my parents still live there and my kids go there all the time and so um, uh, this area is super ma to me and uh, we've been living here in Maluavai in Kalihi for about um, 10 years now. About um, 10 years. Yeah, so growing up in this area, what about your upbringing kind of stuck out? Uh, stood out or you know some um, special moments in your upbringing I have to say I didn't grow up like full-on in the loi in the bush you know I, I grew up pretty suburban normal uh, Hawaiian I went to Kamehameha and culture was important um, for me uh, but in my ohana what was important as I uh, was aloha like that was the thing that is the most important that my my kupuna that raised me and my parents um, just really gave um, aloha to everybody. And it seems, because it's a commodified word nowadays, it seems like it seems like something that um, is sort of put on the side or maybe people shame to talk about that. But um, for our family, it was really important that everybody was welcome everybody um uh was fed and even if never have choked and it was you know everybody shared and i feel like that set um a way in my mind a way of my mind i say the way that my mind thinks and the way that my heart loves is maybe a little bit different from ohana that didn't have um that abundance of love and joy and support and so I'm really really blessed I'm really um I grew up very blessed in that way and so I try to bring that kind of aloha to the work that we do here um because as a lahui we need healing um all of us need healing and it's easy to come to sort of the deficit mindedness of no mana for putting Hawaiian this or we got all of this taken away but in the end we have each other we have this aina we have our babies we have the the heritage of our kupuna that we are overwhelmingly blessed and so um, I hope to perpetuate that abundant mindedness that I was raised with um, that even if you only get one cookie and 17 cousins, everybody going to have a little bit. <laughs> um, and so to me, that was, that was, that's what perpetuates, you know, um, in my work here and, and in how I try to raise my own kids and, um, and also what I try to create through our organization as um, sustainable careers, which, you know, I try. <laughs> It's not easy. Yeah. I think that's important to start off with that abundance of aloha. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Great. Was there a sp specific moment in time in your life where, you know, that aina um, piece came into mind where you were... Um, yeah, well, I mean, I, I mean, growing up, we always went kahakai and my dad, you know, he liked to surf. And so we, we had 
um, connection, but it was um, it was sporadic until I moved here to this land, and um, uh, really it was falling in love with my husband. Um, his name is Casey, who he looks like, I guess. <laughs> um, uh, when you fall in love with a farmer, then all of a sudden the things that that I understood. Well, I, when I fell fell in love with a farmer, then to me the things that I understood about my culture that were still just Olelo um, started to make sense. And so, um, uh, you know, long before that, I had had you know everybody has their loi experience. Mine was in Kaala Farms with Uncle Butch, and I had my heroes. You know, like. Uncle Eric, he's definitely a hero of mine. But um, it wasn't until living here on the property, um, and it was hard. It was hard, like really hard, <laughs> like carrying with um, air compressor through the forest in the night with the rain, kind hard. <laughs> and Kavika, um, uh, you were there for some of those moments. And... Um, then I remember being so grateful, and there's a there's a mo'olelo kaloi ko'olau, and Pilani in that mo'olelo, she talks about how much she loves this grove of trees for, for protecting her family, or how much she is just grateful for this cave, this tiny little cave for protecting her ohana. And I, I, um, I remember reading that and feeling like, wow, to love Aina that much that you would, you know, for pages on end, like mele styles, just really celebrate a grove of trees or this little ravine. I remember looking up in the dictionary, you sure that's a ravine she's talking about? And um, of course she was talking about more than the ravine. <laughs> but um, it wasn't till being here on this land and living hard and having to carry my own water and... Um, and being so grateful for the trees, seeing, being so grateful for the stream, really all of a sudden feeling the wind different because I never have one hot shower at the end of that day, you know, because I, I, it changed my body, it changed my mind, it changed my heart to really understand what our kupuna were writing about in the mele, that yes, we love the Aina, but we love the Aina, how we love our lover, you know, and, and I, uh, how we love our babies. And um, I think that was the moment, you know, and it, it was a culmination of moments, but there's a particular night of standing in the stream in the rain, realizing, walk, trying to get home, just carrying, you know, I don't know what I was carrying, probably too much. Um, but I remember feeling like, oh, this is what it means to feel love for Aina. That was, you know, 10 years ago. And so we've been here all this time. Um, and it's been blessing after blessing um, and trial after trial, you know. We just um, really enjoy the struggle. And I, for me, each day I look, I look for something that is, um, I, I always say this, and I say this to my young ones too, um, proficiency emerging, that's what I'm looking for. And um, I know that you're focusing on the, the restoration of mana, 
So you cannot restore mana with politics to me. You know, it's part of it. The coup and the lono season. These are, there's a formula and a format that you can help to understand. But until the aina is restored, our mana as a people cannot really be restored. And ironically, our mana is restored as we restore the mana of the aina. That's how I understand it. That's how we try to live. And it's not easy, you know, and I just try to be patient step by step. Um, but I tell my young ones, I'm looking for um, proficiency emerging each day. You know, we just, I don't know if you can hear it on the thing or see it, but we just, um, one of our young ones just dropped a huge tree. <laughs> like that was a big tree. And he came as an intern. He never know how to use a chainsaw. He didn't have any plant ID. And now I can, I'm not even worried. You know, I'm not even worried. He's been here for, you know, I don't know how many, maybe four years now. And I know that he has skill, that he has reverence. I know he can pull it before he drops the tree. I guarantee he's wearing chaps. <laughs> and so all of those pilina, you know, pilina to the aina, pilina to his self and the future of his ohana, because I always tell the boys, the chaps, that's your genealogy, you're protecting. <laughs> um, but the safety and that knowledge, you know, that's proficiency emerging. And I know that, um, I know that this aina, I, I'm only, I'm 40, you know, and eventually I'm going to hala or whatever, but I, I can only do as much as I can do in my life if I know that proficiency is building in each new generation, that the leadership capacity is there, that the reverence is there, that that abundant mindedness is there, then no matter what I do, the next generation is going to be okay. Um, but it, but I, I have, I'm notorious for having like absolutely unreasonable expectations too. <laughs> And I know you guys do a lot of work with the community over here, mm -hmm. you know, and um, a lot of different cultures, you know, come over here and enjoy the, the abundance that Ho'oluaina has to offer. Mm -hmm. um, you mind sharing about some of that? Yeah, yeah, we do um, lots of community work. We have community work days, days that are focused on um, uh, Pacific Island uh, style forestry and then we have days that are more garden focused and um, and we have special days that you know groups kind of make a retreat day that they want to come and work or but everything we do from construction even the construction of this hale um, to uh, planting to harvesting everything is community-led community engaged everything has um, the mana of the whole community here and the forestry format, um, when we first came here, even our forestry model was sort of um, based on this other, oh, 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 this other model where you kind of go in and you spray poison and then you come back four years later. Or I don't know, I couldn't understand the model myself, actually. So we changed it for here that everything we do is community engaged. Even, um, even we go pull weeds together, everything, because if we come in as the experts and we go fix the forest or we go plant the trees or whatever, and then the funding runs out or the generation passes or whatever it is, if the next generation or the community in general doesn't have that buy-in, then it doesn't perpetuate, it doesn't continue. Um, and so it takes more time and it takes a different level of um, 
it takes different kinds of expectations. And so we mostly expect um, that people can work together well and that we're listening to one another, uh, that Aloha is, you know, leading. So, and everybody's welcome, no matter if you're from Mars, we're fine, <laughs> you know. And, and not every project is like that. I think a lot of, some projects in the Lahui Initiative right now are very Hawaiian focused. And it's not, um, there's not room for a lot of other cultures. And I'm grateful that that is in existence because here at Aina, that gives us the opportunity to welcome everybody. Um, because uh, we need the help of everybody um, to move forward. And we need those esoteric spaces and protocols and cultural um, uh, experiences that are, is just for the Lahui. And so with that balance, I feel blessed that, um, that this place can be a welcoming place for people of all cultures. How can we know when, you know, when you see somebody or um, when their mana is maybe depleted or low or when, you know, you look at somebody and, you know, mana is, their mana level is high or, um, <laughs> um you know, I, I didn't really think too much about this growing up, but my, my nana, my grandmother was very, very um, intentional about that with me. When, since I was, I remember her, um, the first time we would read together, I guess I was about eight. And uh, her theory or what she taught or what she encouraged me to think about was related to related to Aina, even though, you know, it's not like we garden together, we read together. <laughs> um, but it was about reaping and sowing. It was about planting seeds and nurturing them. And like you plant one seed, it's not going to grow right away. And that's, I mean, nowadays we expect that, yeah? Like, oh, I did this, so I expect a return right away. This is like drive-through relationships, yeah? But um, my nan always encouraged this more longer um, planting and growing. And so um, for me, um, mana is, uh, you know, I've learned, I've been taught different theories or different you know philosophies so some people talk about how you acquire mana you can steal mana from people you can create um but but my nanchi was really a whole mana kind of person really um very much about growing mana so you feed and then what is grown is shared um it's not just the individual person you know and so maybe there are a different kind of people who it's your own mana is your own um but for me, uh, whatever I grow belongs to all of my next ones. I'm not one in, I'm not, the Hali cannot stand with only one pole, you know? Um, and so it's very much about what, what I'm doing to Ho'omana to grow. So when I give Ho'okupu, when we give Pule, we're growing collective mana. And the way that they indicate for me, um, when it's not, good or it's not there is when there's a disconnect so if there's somebody who is disconnected a family who is disconnected you know even sometimes the entire love we all focus on this one thing and we're not connected to all these other things to me the indication is disconnect oh speaking of connect i'm gonna nurse the baby Kalabai. but um uh but the when oops, when we know 
When we know that we're we're connected to our family, is this super weird that I'm gonna nurse at the on the It's okay. We're talking about connection, family connection, and we're connected. <laughs> okay, she don't like this one. There we go. We're connected. <laughs> but um, the disconnect are there. You know, when you don't feel comfortable, when you feel isolated, when you don't. When the food that you're eating is not from the place that you live or um, when you don't know your history, you don't know your family, when you have something in your ohana that make okay, like, oh, I don't talk to him because blah, blah, blah. That is when mana becomes depleted. And if we understand mana as our own individual pockets, our own individual bank accounts, then, oh, yeah, that's for him, whatever, he's, he's disconnected. But actually, it's all connected. we all connected. If, we, if you have a pedicure, that affects me because, you know, someday down the line, one of your babies is going to be with one of my babies and our, we'll be co-ancestors. <laughs> and so, um, and probably way before that was the case too. So we're already connected, um, but we've forgotten how to live in a connected way. Okay, here we go. Um, and that's what I look for. As many ways that we can build that connection between Aina and people, between people and people. And, um, I think that will increase our mana overall for the last year. Oh, who said that? Um, what, would, what would be characteristics or the practices of, of people in our culture who you consider excellent practitioners or um, role models in our community? Well, I mean, I have my own role models and they're, um, here we go. Many of them are dead. My kupuna, many have passed. And um, when I think of the people who have been my own students, who I've learned from me, I'm sometimes, you know, I'm coming into a certain maturity. Sometimes I'm so sad to know that, wow, I'm, I'm your only kumu you ever had putting you. <laughs> and I think of my own kumu and think, wow, how blessed I was to have known some of the most amazing um, kupuna who have taught, even if it was just a small time. Um, and so the characteristics, when I look at those kupuna who have passed and those characteristics that I try to, you know, I often fail, but I try to meet, that was generosity, not judgmental, to be extremely discerning, but never make anybody feel bad. Um, that there's a sense of real patience, patience and aloha. I've been so blessed with the patience of of um you know there was this one uncle who taught taught me how to make net you know how to tie net and he had parkinson's disease and at the time i was in my 20s so i was like wow i'm super patient <laughs> i learned how to make net from a man with parkinson's disease and then i thought when i got older i'm like wow he was super patient. <laughs> and so now as you know, I have a lot of um, opportunity that I'm really blessed to be able to 
teach young ones who didn't have a chance to sit with that uncle, and his name was William Makailialu. Um, and, you know, my husband uh, led the building of this hale, and he, he had the opportunity to sit with Uncle Eddie Ka'anana, and I also had that blessing. And the love and patience that was there, and the love for their kupuna was there, who try so hard to, to emulate that and perpetuate that. Um, and to know, I mean, I guess it goes back to what my Nana was trying to show me all those years is that you, if you expect it to be done fast or you expect it to be done right away, then, you know, it's not going to last long time. But if you invest long time, then it will grow a long time. So, um, to cap us off over here, you got any favorite Olelono L you want to share with us that some of our listeners can enjoy? I do, I do. I have lots of favorites. I have lots of favorites. So, one keeps coming back to mind. It comes, as um, as you mentioned, that, um, and that's Hepili Kua Hepili Alo. That's an Olelono L that I've loved for a long time. And, um, it describes the relationship between a man and a woman, hepilikua, hepilialo. And in my work, um, I, I was, you know, when I was young, it was very romantic, and this is what a man should be, and this is what a woman should be. Yeah, you should be very strong, and I should be very soft. But I realized after so many years that that's everything. Everything has a kane and wahine side. Everything needs hard and soft. Everything, yeah, everything gives us a, um opportunity to, you know, your kua, like my son, um, his name is Ikua Lono. Your kua, you're going to carry what you can on your back, you know. And at first I felt like, wow, you got to be so strong to carry all this. But that's your kuleana, that's your blessings, that's all of the things that make you able to fulfill what our kukuna decided was your job. You get plenty job, baby. And then your alo is your front, you know, and that's usually the role of the wahine, to be the alo, that front, that softness. But it also, even what we do here on the aina, there's, there's what makes us strong, what moves us forward, and then the softness, that nurturing, that helps us move forward, that's that welcoming, that everybody is welcome. I don't care if you're green. It doesn't, you know, everybody is welcome. Everybody get one kuleana. We have kupuna that say, oh, I cannot live anymore. I cannot work anymore. I'm like, you can tell story. You can sit in the tent. You can sit in the haligo tent story. You can hold the baby. That would be really nice. You know, so even the softness is welcome. Yeah. Oh, mahalo. Oh, mahalo on the way once again to our guest tonight, Puni Jackson, for joining us on Leo Kupa. Come join her at Papahana Kua Ola on Wednesday, June 22nd for Mali Ola Wednesdays. Mahalo to all our listeners. If you like this podcast, please share the link on social media and rate it on iTunes so others can find it. And please subscribe to our mailing list at huimauliola.org where you can get up-to-the-moment information on Hui Mauli Ola events, practitioners in your area, and Mauli Ola merchandise like Kialo, Kamahina, our Hawaiian moon calendar. 
follow us on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, Hui Mauli Ola. Hui Mauli, M-A-U-L-I, Ola, dot org. Mahalo. Kia kua mauna loa la i lalo kekai, nā oma kua ia ka hina kua, ka hina alo, ka hikina, ko mahana. Nā kupuna, mahalo piha, e homai ka ike, ka ikaika, ka mana, ke ola. Mania u kou, mania mā kou, a mā mā ua noa, e ho o mana.